Hello. Well, hello, Easy T. Thanks for joining. Hey, Madre, what's going on? Yeah, hey. I'm glad you can uh, join me. Oh, man, you know, it is it is a pleasure to join my mother and her many ventures. <laughs> right, right. I'm always doing something. Listen, my mom do it all. Hustle of the century. Hey, you know, it's, it's money out there to be made, and I am trying to make it. I feel you. As, as much as I can. I'm trying to make as much as I can. I mean, I, I could be working a little harder. I've, I've slacked up recently, so I... um. I could be doing um, a lot better. So, but uh, let's get into this podcast tonight. Ingenuity. I am on episode five. Man, I, I'm still at it. I'm still at it. I am enjoying the podcast. It is awesome and great. Um, you can all catch me on Ingenuity. That's I-N-J-E-N-U-I-T-E-A on Facebook. I am also Ingenuity on Instagram, and that's I-N underscore J-E-N underscore U underscore I-T-E-A, Ingenuity on Instagram. Hey, and if you want to drop me a few lines or send me an email, if you have some ideas of what you want to hear on the podcast, you can catch me on my Gmail at randomish7374 at gmail.com so hey let's get on into this podcast i have some guests with me tonight and i'm so excited i'm celebrating black history month um and i'm celebrating it by interviewing um small business owners um black um, business owners um getting their information out talking about how they got started what's their motivation what keeps them going and hopefully they will be able to inspire some of our listeners to get out there and become entrepreneurs as well. Um, one of my uh, guests on tonight is my son, Izzy T. He hey, is, um, podcast is the Red Cup TV. So he's on here. I have my longtime friend, Montreal Jones, on here. Say hi, Montreal. How you doing? How you doing? <laughs> he is on here. That, I always tease him so he looked like E-40. Oh, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> but um but no he is um he is the CEO of Money Trial Money Trial Enterprises LLC. Now we got to get into talking about this LLC because LLCs are I mean I think that's that's a good thing right because that's that's like a step up from just being a small business owner. Correct. Okay. And um so now I had uh so so and then also uh Montreal, you have um your company is trademark, you have your own trademark, correct? Correct. Right. So now first before we get into all the um trademarking and LLCs, before we get into that business part of it, let me just ask you, tell us about your business. Um, my business is Money Trail Enterprises LLC, Money Trail Apparel. Um, pretty much I started out, um, working this business as a brand, um, as Money Trail, um, mm -hmm. with no intentions of doing anything other than a brand. Okay. <laughs> so I was, I was sitting there one day and trying to figure out, you know, 
how to start this company with the least amount of capital possible. Mm. No, you can find out anything on YouTube. Oh yeah, so, yes, sir, you can. Ran across um ran across a YouTube video, guys. You know, I pretty much searched to see what's the best way to start up a brand company, and this guy had a YouTube. His his intro said, "Start a brand, start a t-shirt brand with zero dollars down." I need to find him. <clears throat> And that was true. That was true. Um, pretty much, I started up a Shopify store. They gave you 14-day okay. free trial. And they had everything pretty much. You you design your shirts. You upload it. Um, Shopify, when the customer goes to the, the website to buy, Shopify sends the, the order over to a company called Aplique. Which they did drop shipping, so pretty much you didn't have any inventory. You just design your shirt, upload it to the color shirt you want or whatever, and then when the customer buy, they send it to a pleat. A pleat make the shirt, ship it for you. Everything. The only thing you do is collect money. Now let me ask uh, this here. I was reading um, in the Shopify because I was thinking about doing Shopify um, for our t-shirt brand. Now, now explain about the design because um, I was reading it was saying something about the designs that they could use your designs and not even tell you about it. Wait a minute. I mean, because this is something like, oh man, I wish that I could. I remember what it was, but I was really not trying to read the, like the fine print and stuff um, because that was like they can make changes to your design or whatever. And they don't really have to tell you, and you're not the owner of it. So, on Shopify or the drop shippers? On the Shopify. Because pretty much, Shopify, it was like Shopify and Amazon. Both of them had that about like the ownership and stuff like that because you're using their stuff. Hmm. I'm gonna have to look into that. <laughs> you know, I'm gonna, let me. Um, we'll keep talking. I'm gonna um see if I can find it while we're talking. I just wanted to know about that because I, I really thought about the um the Shopify thing and Amazon um has the same type of drop shipping um as well. Right. Hmm. That is new to me. That's 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 um that's something definitely need to be looked into. Yeah, yeah, because um because I was I was looking at that and I was like, well, that sounds really great, but um, let me find out about how this ownership type thing works and stuff like that. So I know I was trying to read the small print, you know, you have to be, you know, careful, you know, with your brand and stuff and see me myself, like we're not trademarked yet. Right. So I definitely, and that's kind of like why we haven't really stepped out there with our brand yet, because we haven't trademarked and I'm like, I don't need somebody seeing my design and trying to steal it. Right, and I tell people, like a lot of people say, you know, they think because they got an LLC that their brand is safe, um, your next door neighbor can take your brand. <laughs> right, the same color shirt you and got I yours tell you on. what, we're going to be fighting. <laughs> they, can, they can put it on the same color shirt you got, the same, the same design and everything, <laughs> and y'all be at the mailbox looking alike. <laughs> so I tell yeah. people, 
Um, trademarking that brand is definitely like, and it, it's a long, it's a hard process. I recommend anybody getting a trademark, Larry, because um, it took me about two years to get mine completed and everything finalized. Because any little, any little wording, any little description or anything in the portal, mm -hmm. um, they pretty much they're gonna send it back to you, and you're gonna have to make those changes. You can add to it. You can't take anything from it. So you have to make those changes, and it might be three, four months out before they look at it again. Ooh. So it's a long process. Yeah, um, I had read about trademark, and it's a, and it's expensive too, isn't it? Not, not if you get a trademark attorney, it's um, it's it's one, and I think her name is the Biz Lawyer on Instagram. I've and, seen her before. You seen that? Yeah, a lot of yeah. celebrities use her. And um I think she run a package for like twelve hundred dollars. So Okay. But if you if you're talking about protecting your name, like that's you know, twelve hundred dollars is nothing. Yeah, that's worth I'm gonna, it. I'm gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna put, I'm put it like this to tell you how how um important Tesla. Tesla mm -hmm. didn't own the name Tesla. The Tesla car, car company didn't own that name. Another guy had trademarked that name, and Tesla needed it. So Tesla paid that, and he wasn't doing anything with it. But Tesla paid that guy $80,000 to get that name. <laughs> Woo! So, wow. I know right now. <laughs> so he, he, he came up. Uh, you know it, that twelve hundred dollars. If he paid twelve hundred dollars for a lawyer, that's a great investment. It is. <laughs> so, and you know, like, but yeah, that's that's. It ain't. You have to look at down the line. Like you, you have to invest that money into your brand if you're really serious about it. You must do it. Especially right. with the LLC part, that's pretty much protecting yourself. Got to, got to. Like I, I see, and it's it's been a large increase on um, with LLC businesses within the last couple of years. Because I think pretty much with COVID and everything going on, people sitting at home, they haven't time to sit down and think. Mm -hmm. Like with this business, you know, I run. We got two other businesses beside this one. And with mm -hmm. this business, like I said, um, I had, you know, Shopify and Aplique doing my shirt. So when people saw me with my shirt with my brand on it, because I wasn't, you know, I had no equipment or anything. So no inventory, anything. Like, they have right. to buy shirts. So when people start seeing me and my dry cleaners with my brand on, you know, they asked about it, and then they kept asking me, who make your shirts, and do you make shirts? So after about <laughs> eight to ten people asked me, I'm like, okay, this might have make an opportunity. So Ooh. I started out with a cricket and a heat press, and now I got a, got a room full of equipment. Mm -hmm. Full-blown T-shirt company. Uh, I ain't going to say T-shirt apparel because I do hats. Um, hoodies, t-shirts, pants, just about do it all. 
So let me ask this. Okay, so before you before you went before you started using Shopify, uh, did you have did you already have your trademark? No, no, I was still before I started using Shopify. I was still trying to come up with my name. Um, okay, I was still trying to finalize that, and a lot of people like. Like with Money Trail, and if you look back on my Instagram, some of my earlier, my first shirts, mm-hmm. it it incorporated um, stock charts, money, different stuff. And so my focus at first was financial literacy mm-hmm. and financial literacy for youth. And that's still my focus. That's still on the table. Um, but pretty much Money Trail. Of course, my name is Montreal, so everybody right. call me Trail. <laughs> and then my dad's dad, my grandfather, he used to call me Money when I was little. So that's where Money Trail. Pretty much two of my okay. Okay. Like you know, the whole theory behind it. You know, every success story leads to a Money Trail. So okay. you know, but. But yeah, pretty much. Um, so I, I I pretty much put that together one night. I I was trying to sleep, and mm-hmm. you know my hamsters, they get to rolling around by eleven <laughs> or twelve o'clock at night. So oh my goodness, I I used to have a hamster when I boy I used to, I used to scare my mama with my hamster so bad I would cause she'd be so tired and sleepy when I was, I was in high school and I had one and I had a the little ball cause I didn't have a, a hamster wheel. I put him in the ball and he could just roll around all over the house in that ball. Oh no, I'm talking about the hamsters in my head. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I'm talking about real I'm, talk, I'm talking about I'm talking about the hamsters in my head getting rolling around. <laughs> oh, my bad. I thought you were talking about some real because I, I was like, I I had a hamster when I was I scared my mama with them things. Well yeah, that's you know, that's pretty much and like I said, it's going great. Um the one thing um, the the one advantage I do have, like I said, I got a dry cleaner, so mm-hmm. I wear my brand every day. I wear something with my logo on it every day. Okay. And as you can see, because the the things that I had at first, the logos and stuff that I had at <laughs> first, you can see that you know it it pretty much appealed to like probably one group. So I needed something that was, it was more that, diverse. Right, diverse and universal. So mm-hmm. that's why, you know, and, and once again, it took me probably about five or six months to, like, just get the right logo. Yeah, and you know what? I I can definitely attest that. to that because that's how we were. We When we first came up with the name um, of our brand, then it was like, okay, what's the logo going to be? And it, it took us a while. Yeah, our logo has changed probably like three, four times. And we finally found something that was like, yeah, that's that's it. And then I understand what you're saying with um with the diversity, because that's what we wanted too. We didn't want it to be um just one demographic. We wanted something that's gonna appeal to everybody, all right. ages, all groups, everybody. Got to, got to, all across the board. <clears throat> But let me tell you, I did find the what they were talking about, the intellectual properties on Shopify. 
So basically, um, they they have it broke down because after all the legal jargon they had in the beginning, I was like, uh, yeah, okay. So basically, they broke it down and said, anything you upload remains yours if it was yours and is your responsibility. But Shopify can use and publish the things you upload. I'm sorry, I missed that. Anything uploaded to Shopify remains the property and responsibility of its initial owner. However, Shopify will receive a license of materials published through our platform that we may use to operate and promote our services. So in a way, so they can take your shirt and like put it in an ad or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I ain't got a problem with that. That's cool. Okay. That's free promotion right there. Yeah. Free marketing. Yeah, because I was like, I need y'all to break this down in the layman terms. Y'all using all this other stuff at the top. I'm saying like, what, what are y'all saying? What are you saying? And then I got down to the bottom and it got, which means, I was like, okay, thank you. I, I got you now. Yeah, because they, you know, they can't, you know, they can't have a money trail logo out there on the scarf if I don't make scarves. But yeah, I don't, I don't have a, you know, they don't, if they want to use it, that free market, I don't, I definitely don't mind. I'm trying to tell you that. Yeah. So has that been, um, has that been lucrative for you, um, Montreal? To use Shopify? My face-to-face is, is more lucrative than Shopify because my shop, my Shopify still up under construction. <laughs> Matter of okay. fact, I'm, I'm working on, I'm working on a thing right now, and I think it's because with Shopify, you have to have the right stuff. Like the moment the customer hits your um, page, mm-hmm. you have to have something right in their face to catch their attention. You yeah. have to, and a lot of people with their brands and stuff, they want to, you know, they want to get every color in the rainbow. Mm-hmm. And that's another thing, like, you have to limit it. If you, if you have, if you have too many colors of a certain thing, it could discourage the customer to buy, because I know with me, if I go somewhere and I have to look you know, red, blue, black. <laughs> yeah, I get, if I see too much stuff, I become overwhelmed too. I'm like, oh, now. Right, right. And then I'm like, you right. You know, so that's like I'm still I'm still in the I'm still in the working stages. Like okay. because with with money trail, I got I got two I got my brand side and then I got my t shirt making side. Right on. Because yeah, and I, I seen your shirts. You have some awesome shirts. I just saw that black excellence. I like that. Yeah, I made I made custom shirts and I I got a lot of businesses. That come to me for custom shirts. Mm. Like I say, that's another thing that, you know, with my dry cleaners, you know, I got a lot of business people coming now, business owners. Mm-hmm. And so when they see my brand and everything, and when I tell them, hey, I make custom shirts, oh, good. I need some shirts for my business. Hey, you're a one stop shop. One stop shop. Shop. And they can pick them up at the dry cleaners and they can bring them and get them clean. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. That's what I'm saying. A one-stop shop. You have it all right there. That's <laughs> it. It's a dry cleaner. That's it. But like I say, I you know I love it. I love it. Um, you know when it's a home-based business, so my kids, um, they get into it. They interact. 
you know, my four year old, he coming down. He he the clean up man. <laughs> Whatever. Whoa. About that, my mom was calling in. <laughs> uh, yeah. Whatever hit the floor, he, he's picking it up. Like if I'm weeding out something or whatever to make a shirt, he's he's picking the vinyl up, throwing it in the trash. Okay. And my eight year old, my eight year old, he you know he's brilliant. He might come to me with a, <laughs> might come to me with a design idea. Hey, Dad, you should do a shirt with this on it. So, <laughs> okay. Your Keep kids, it in the family. Oh yeah, they 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 pay attention more than you think they do. Oh yes, they do. And they and they and they're like sponges. They absorb so quick. And 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 if it's something that especially if it's interesting to them, they just leech on to it really quick and they just run with it. That's why you have to be careful about what you put in front of your children. Uh, you know, because you know, you gotta you gotta monitor that. They pick up on things really quick. Gotcha. I have a question for the both of y'all. Speaking of that, a little segue. So I was looking at um, there, there's this tweet going around about they're actually teaching kids uh, gun safety. Do you guys agree that uh, gun safety should be taught in school with kids? Uh, it's a heavy wow. topic, I know. That is a heavy topic. It's like, eh, yeah, but then again, no, because I don't allow guns in my house. Well. I'm going to put it like this. I've been around guns all my life. Right on. I got my first gun, my first 22. You know, we from the country. I got <laughs> my first 22 single boat action uh, rifle when I was 12 years old. Right on. And my great uncle, he gave me that rifle. And before he handed me that rifle, he told me, he said, when I hand this to you, he said, I want you to know two things. He said that bullet, he said, once it leaves the chamber, you can't get it back. And neither can what you hit with it. So once that bullet leaves the chamber, you can't get that bullet back. And whatever that bullet hit, you can't get it back either. That's true. Right so, on. With today's kids, most majority of the kids that experience their first experience with a gun is from a peer. Another kid is handing that kid a gun. Yeah. I got, you know, I got firearms and, you know, my kids know where guns are. But when that time comes, you know, and they, they, they know it's dangerous and they know not to touch it. But, you know, they, they kept up, locked up. But, um, but that's the thing, like, it's all about what you teach them. Mm-hmm. I was about to say, I guess it depends on the age too, because you want to make sure they're at an age where they can understand that. Right. So what oh I was God. saying it was middle school. I think middle I want to say Missouri. Okay. I want to say it was a middle school in Missouri. Now the demographic was mostly white, so I mean that that's one thing, but I don't really care about it. I was more so focused on the topic about gun safety, and the reason I say that I know how my mom is about weapons, especially having weapons in the house. I'm I'm now a, a military man. I understand weapons more. And I feel like a lot of people just avoid that topic of weapons simply from the fear of them. However, when you shoot your first rifle or your AK-47, bazooka, whatever you want to shoot, it's like you kind of overcome that fear 
and you're around people who have now educated you about this weapon, what it can do, how far it travels, blase, blase, all the technical stuff. And you realize that the weapon is only as dangerous as the person who held it. And a lot of times accidents happen with people who are not knowledgeable of their weapon. In the military, we have this thing called a negligible, uh, negligible discharge. You do that, you go home. <laughs> they don't care if it was, <laughs> they don't care if you hit someone or not because that's dangerous. They taught you how to, how to handle your weapon. And they, you know, like, I feel like it should be taught in school because people who've never pulled a trigger before will get mad. And the first thing they go grab is a weapon, right. not, not thinking about the consequences that comes behind pulling that trigger. And just like you, Mr. Montreal, you know, our drill sergeant let, let us know, don't point that thing at nothing. You don't intend on killing. That's it. That's it. <laughs> That's it. And like I said, you know, in my, you know, we didn't have them in my house growing up, but like my great uncle, he had guns all over the place. And no matter the age, you knew not to put your hands on, and they were loaded. But days these days, it's 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 a different ball game. It's a different ball yeah. game. It is definitely different, and and and. Montreal, you know, we know because we dealt with juveniles that have handled guns and didn't go well at all. <laughs> so, I mean, I, yeah, I, I mean, I, I mean, I, I just, it's just one of those tough things. It's like, I, I guess seeing that it's being, we're talking about middle school kids, then, then that I can understand, you know, um, because we had a kid, um, a couple of months ago. 12 years old and his mother had a gun in the house and he messed around and shot the gun and it went up through um the ceiling but it was the bathroom oh my god his sister was in the bathroom mm. and it could have shot oh. her oh my god yeah so um luckily <laughs> she wasn't shot um, but you know but that kid you know I guess you know if they had had something like that in school then, yeah, then I, I guess it would have been a little bit better. But then I just think that what if that just piques their curiosity to just get a gun and they still mishandle it? But I guess there's no way of knowing what your child is going to do with a gun. Right. That's right. You know, right. With a gun or anything. Yeah, <laughs> you know, but I just I was just thinking that, you know, it would just make them just like, oh, well, let me, you know, let me go home and see what I can find one at home. And this, you know, and in their curiosity that they still mishandle the weapon. So I don't know. Yeah. I, I mean, I mean, for me, I feel like gun safety class is no different from archery or even in JRTC. They had a rifle club, you know, but it was some air, airsoft rifles, you know, Um True, you never know what that kid might really be into or their actual intentions behind learning what a weapon does. You never know. Only that person and God. However, I feel like once a person feels what that weapon, you know, feels like when it's going off and they're educated on what a safety is, how to hold it. Because a lot of times people get shot and don't even know how to hold a weapon. Like you don't have your finger in the finger well unless you're ready to go, you know, hit something. If you're not ready to go shoot, you ain't at the range, you're not pointing at your target, your finger is never on the trigger. It's always, if you notice, a lot of people, they just have their finger pointed straight, like right right on side the barrel if it's a pistol, or, excuse me, right on side the, uh, 
the chamber if it's the rifle. You don't never you never have your finger in the in the trigger well. So no no. So that's one of the main things I do see. A lot of the young people doing it because there was a picture and it was showing the middle school students how they was holding the weapons before they was trained. And mm. I was like, man, <laughs> that was a scary sight for me. That would have been a dream for my drill sergeant because he's going to go down the line tearing everybody up. Probably holding it to the side and all kind of stuff. <laughs> got people holding it to the side. They got the, the butt in the wrong place. I'm like, man, you trying to knock your soul out of place. <laughs> You ain't gonna do it one. You ain't gonna do it one time. Right. Exactly. I promise you. And you do it one time. That's all it takes. Send that shoulder to the underworld. You're gonna like, okay, okay, we got it. I don't hold it right there. Yeah, hold I won't it. do that again. Arm go numb. But I don't know. I mean, I feel like gun safety should be taught. Um in school, you know, that's that's just my thing. I saw it and it was like, man, this is really big. And people were just going back and forth talking about, well, now you're influencing people to have school shootings. And I'm like, hmm. You don't have to influence people to shoot up a school. Right. No, no, that, I mean. <laughs> I don't think they, they got to do it. Get up and get, get, get mad enough. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Exactly. So, I mean, yeah, we were, um, we, I was um, we was out at lunch yesterday, and it was a guy. He had a table set up about school bullying, and um, such an alarming rate of kids committing suicide now. And I was like, wow, you know, you just never know. Um, those numbers are so high, and like you said, and that's usually when kids grabbing guns and weapons and taking to school because they're tired of being bullied. And you know, and then you know, um. You know, these kids, like, they're telling, like, some of them are actually telling the teachers or they're talking to the principals and stuff, and then yet they still don't do anything, and they just think, oh, that's just kids being kids, but you need to take that serious because everybody don't handle that the same way. They Not don't. Hence, you have your school shot up because of one bully, If you and if, everybody's life is in danger. If those kids don't have an outlet, they're going to find the best way out that they can either they gonna take themselves out or they gonna take out whoever bought them now. Mm-hmm. So if they don't went to parents, if they don't went to the parents, if they don't went to the teacher, if they don't went to the principal, to the board, and ain't nobody done anything, what else do I have to do? Right. I don't have, I don't have no other choice but to protect myself. That's it. I'm either protect myself or, or take myself out. That's it. And like I you know <laughs> I done seen cases where kids, you know, a couple of years older than my son. That's why, like, he get mad, he can't go to his room. Oh, okay. You don't, yeah, you don't, I don't send him to his room because that's our opportunity. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, you're going to get mad, sit on the sofa where, where I can see you because yeah. you don't never know what that kid done went through at school that day. And if I'm getting on to him at home, he gonna feel like, well, don't nobody care about me. So that's true. That's good. I didn't never think about that, Montreal. I never yeah. thought about, like you said, let let them sit out where you can see them. Yeah, but a lot of a lot of people, you know, go to your room. Mm-hmm. You <laughs> right. I mean, because I ain't gonna lie, my dad parents too. Well, just go to your room. I don't even want to talk. Just go on to your room. Yeah, I used to, I used to, I used to get sent to my room, but. Like I say, with this day and age, they got so much stuff that they see, 
Like that's uh, true. Cause you think they out there sleep two three hours, they probably been dead two three hours. Yeah, not even knowing it. But they, these kids, they they see so much more than what we saw coming up. I mean, we didn't have the internet and YouTube and all this other stuff that they have now. So it's it's a, they have a lot of influences, um, a lot of things that we didn't have. So, oh man. So you have to be different. You you know well you know what Montreal your children, <clears throat> and I'm and I mean I'm glad to see that different perspective that you brought because. You know, your children are, are a lot younger than mine. Mine are like grown men now, you know, with the exception of our 11-year-old. But um, but that is a, a definitely different perspective that you have. And I think with each generation, parents, you know, have you got to change up how you parent. You just can't say, well, that's what my mom and daddy did. Well, hey, these children ain't doing the stuff that we were doing back then and your mom and daddy did. Right, right. You have to change I, I tell people all the time, like, you know, people call it generational curses, but, you know, it's generational habits. Like, you just can't, mm-hmm. you, like, times have changed. You just can't do what everybody used to do. You have, to change, you have to change the family dynamic. You got mm-hmm. to. Like, you know, I, I just, at an early age, you know, I just, I seen some stuff that made me want to do something different. <laughs> so. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, I, like, you know, when saying that thing, you know, you weren't allowed to say too much when you, when you were young. Don't, say, say, don't even look like you about to get out of pocket. Nah, but. Hmm. Your yeah. eyes be rolling around like marbles. <laughs> 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 Yeah, but, but yeah, for the most part, and and while we on while we on kids, the the one one part of the sector of my own, and I'm gonna tell you why I named my business my LLC is Money Trail Enterprises because I want to mm-hmm. do more than just um, my apparel side. Right. Okay. I'm actually working on. Um, youth financial literacy oh that's awesome that's what these kids need they're not teaching that in schools anymore they don't and already with my eight-year-old he's very knowledgeable about the stock market cryptocurrency um like i got a youtube channel that i haven't watched it's called easy peasy it's it's a cartoon it's for kids okay they tell you about everything from a savings account, what money is, the currency, all the way up until rental property. <laughs> the, I mean, everything. Well, that's it. I mean, but that gets their attention, and and but yeah, because I'm, I, you know, I remember when my son, my my um son graduated high school, um, Ty graduated high school, and we had um he had checks for graduation where people had, you know, wrote checks and stuff to give them money and stuff for college and things, you know. So here I am thinking my child <laughs> knows how to sign a check. And he was looking like, my mom do this. I said, you sign it and go ahead and, and put it in your bank account. And he didn't know where to sign it. Well, <laughs> you remember Seals Group? 
that we had that we used to have to teach. Yes, I remember seals. Yes. Well, I didn't go by the curriculum. <laughs> well, let me tell you something. I, I I saw I saw what was in there. I I got the gist of it, and I just winged it after that. I just I'm like you. I just winged it after that. Well. Being that I ain't with DJ, you know, I'm, 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 see, I didn't, I didn't wing it. I didn't teach nothing they had. What I taught the kids, um, like a lot of the kids that we had, they didn't have. They kids, 15, 16, 17 years, 17 years old, never had a wallet. Never had a wallet a day in their life. Mm. I had a kid 20 years old on my caseload, had driver's license, but didn't have a wallet to put it in. He lost three. He lost two. He lost two friends and a brother in the same week, and he was in my office crying. And he said, "I really don't have nothing to live for." I said, "You got a lot to live for." I say, "I say, you know, you one of the only kids on my caseload. You the only kid on my caseload with a driver's license and a car." And mm-hmm. he looked up at me. And he said, "Mr. Jones." He said. He said, I've never even had a wallet. He said, I ain't even got a wallet to put that driver license in. Wow. And that 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 hit me. I'm like, something as small as a wallet. So, right. You know, and you know, you know me. I I kept myself. I didn't tell a lot of people stuff that I did. You know, I, I would do stuff for the kids. Um, oh yeah. You know, but I I went to Marshall's. And Marshall used to have the wallets clearance, like five, six, seven dollars. Okay. And so I used to go in Marshall's and get a few wallets, and I, you know, talk to the kids, and I, you know, I give them a wallet. But in sales group, that's what I I used to. Uh, I talk well, to kids. was about life skills, but the life skills they was teaching didn't pertain to our kids. No. <laughs> I'm, I'm just gonna be honest. I mean. Seals, seals, you know, we don't we don't teach seals now, but I'm just saying seals didn't apply to the kids because um when when you was in Fulton, I was in Clayton. So I'm teaching seals to these kids in Clayton. Like these ain't they life kids. I know. That's that's not what they deal with on a daily basis. You can't, you know, you you, you just can't you can't teach that stuff that was in their book to them because these kids, they're like my hey, who who are that? I, you know, I ain't in Mayberry. Shoot. Like I say, you know, with like if you if if you teach them when they're young, you know, chances of them failing when they get older. <laughs> like especially, I I follow Warren Buffett a lot, and Warren Buffett say the only reason he didn't trade stocks before the age of eleven is because nobody would give him the money to. Okay. And so I'm I'm looking at, you know, my son's eight years old. He's three years off from being eleven. Mm-hmm. Got him on a stock simulator. Uh when he do get on it, he seemed to do pretty good. Okay. So that's like the youth, the the money trail, youth financial literacy program, that's that's what I'm working on next. That's gonna you be know. awesome. I don't reach out to a couple of people. I don't uh, hit a couple of people up about doing a five hundred one c three. Got a little advice from a few people. So, you know, I think when I, I think when I get ready to launch it, it you know, I I want it put together 
well. Right. You know, I want. You want it solid. Right, and I I don't just want you know people that do investments and stuff. I want people that's in real estate that you know to teach people because like a lot of people think you know I got a house and a car. That's an asset. No, that's a liability. The house, yes. the house that you stay in, is a liability. The car that you drive every day, that's a liability. Like, ain't no assets in it at all. <laughs> so, if it's a multi-family, well, car, you know what? Now, I was, I, you know, I read somewhere that the house is an asset, but the car is not an asset because as soon as you drive that car off the lot, it's, it's losing value. Um, but a house is an asset because it in, increases in value, especially if you do modifications to it and make improvements to it. So is so what you're saying is that not that's that's not the case anymore. Not really, ain't never been the case. <laughs> oh wow. Okay. I'm, like, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna have to see you some stuff. <laughs> you're gonna have to. You're gonna have to because shoot, I look, I, I I might need to be watching easy peasy too. <laughs> Start me out at the child level. I'm gonna send you some stuff, and um, like that's that's why you see a lot of the millionaires and billionaires with a lot of hotels, um, just like a lot of multi-family property, mm-hmm. like because that generates income. Like your house don't generate no. I mean. You can have equity in it, but your house don't generate income. I've and seen people where they have the multi-family units, and they actually live in one of the units and rent out the others. Yep, and that's how. Believe it or not, that's how. Uh, like uh, Donald Trump, that's how he get away with not paying taxes. It's a mm-hmm. Robert Kiyosaki. Have you ever heard of him? Rich Dad, Poor Dad? Yes, I actually have that book. Robert Kiyosaki explained it the best. I don't know I don't know anybody else that can explain it better. He explains it the best. And like that's why he don't he, he tell you the rich don't pay taxes. And mm-hmm. he tell you that debt is good. <laughs> so but it's like it is that's that's for a whole nother podcast. <laughs> yeah, I you know, I I was reading Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and I was like, I really couldn't get into it because I'm like, this ain't even really pertaining to me. Cause I'm saying like I'm poor as all get at I'm trying to you trying to buy real estate and doing stuff and I don't even have any money to put in the real estate. You ain't even gotta have I'm telling you, read the book. <laughs> read the that's that's read the book. Me, I don't like reading. I I do the audibles. But like that's 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 a good read, and I follow him on YouTube also. Maybe I need to pick that. I need to pick the book back up. Okay, so let me ask y'all this then, and then we and we're gonna we're gonna close out the podcast. I don't wanna hold you know because I I did start out like thirty minutes on the podcast. That that ain't right now. I end up being on here for an hour. But I I was reading and um about the Black Wall Street in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and. I was just wondering to myself, and I was like, is it possible for us to have another Black Wall Street? They got one. Where? Here. Here where? In Georgia? Yeah, it's in, where is it? Gwinnett, Duluth, somewhere? It ain't been too long open up, yeah. 
Hmm. You ain't know that? No. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's just a whole bunch of black people got their own businesses, property, and everything. Yeah. Wait a minute. I think I do. I think I have heard about them. I can't think of the name of the city, though. Ishmael, I had told you about it at one time. When you were thinking about moving, like, um, in Ackworth or somewhere up in North Georgia. Yeah, it's somewhere. Yeah, but it's, but it's, it's here in Georgia. I can't remember, remember the name of the place. And I, now, um, because I'm like, I, I want to know how, because I cannot, I wish I could remember the name of that that city. But I think I remember telling my son about it at one time. And um and it was an all black community, very affluent black people, um, business people there. But I didn't know it was like a community where they had their own business and stuff. I just thought maybe it was like where they just lived at, but I didn't know it was like the Black Wall Street. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I ain't mistaken. <laughs> but yeah, I think it um uh, I wanna say did it open up before Christmas? No, this place now. This ain't the one I'm talking about, then, because the one I was talking about they they've been established for a while. Now this one, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to go back, but it's yeah, it's here. It's here. Huh. Well, I would I would love to be able to see more because um we definitely um need to put the money back into our communities and build our communities up because um where we're we're respected because the only thing I could say is is you know is after Donald Trump people true colors really started showing. <laughs> I mean I know they've been there but they really were showing. Yeah. I say it's 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 gonna get better. It's gonna get better. I have to pray about it. And like I say I you know with me, I, I I try to work with people across the board. Um, oh, I do too. You have to, cause I mean, you have to. I mean, you you do. You I, really do. You know, I tell folks, like it or not, we we all in this together. We all we do the same thing every day. We go to sleep and we wake up, and pray to God that we go to sleep and wake up the next day. So, I tell people like everything is a phase. It, you know, and as 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 people say, this too shall pass. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, but also, what's next? <laughs> wait, that's what's like, man. What you know? What's what's happening after that? You know, um, wait, after this do pass. Yep. So I say, you know, but I, you know, I tell people like Georgia. I I hear people. Talking about going, you know, to other cities, other other states, and everything, and start mm -hmm. business. You know, I like Georgia is one of the one of the best. They 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 got so many black owned businesses here. Like you know, I had a I got a customer to come to my dry cleaners. He's from Florida, from uh, mm -hmm. Miami. And he said, you just don't see that down there. He said, at all. <laughs> he said, and at all. Why, well, I mean, I would have thought, but I know that I read um, a while back that um, there there are a lot of black entrepreneurs in Georgia. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 
especially like for black women double minorities, like mm-hmm. like the opportunities, yeah, and it's like it's probably so many grants and everything out there, like you know, it's ridiculous. Yes, but, I need to get back into looking into some of those grants. I gotta learn how to write. <laughs> what I need. Right, exactly. <laughs> write them, get them, so I can get them. And, right, exactly. I, I I tell people because the first thing people say, you know, well, I got enough on my plate, but I'd rather be too full than starve. <laughs> so, hey, okay, you said I'm not full then. I'd rather overeat than starve. <laughs> so I, it's never too much on your plate. Never. Never. Exactly. Got to keep learning. Like, like I say, everything. You know, I, I've never. I ain't went. I didn't. I, I got a criminal justice degree, associates, and like, majority of the stuff, probably ninety percent of the stuff that I know, it wasn't taught in school. <laughs> and, right. You know, that's why I tell people like with your kids like you know you let school teach, you let school system teach them but you need to educate them like, hello <laughs> like, hello people don't, yeah, exactly. a lot of people don't understand with it because like i say you know school ain't gonna teach your kid to um this this is this is the stupidest thing in the world to me why would you teach kids financial literacy as a, as a, they should start learning in eighth grade, and this should be a class every year, right? Till they graduate, up yeah, until they, graduation, they won't teach them. They, they might teach them a little something in math or whatever about currency and stuff. Mm-hmm. They don't tell them that the biggest debt that they're going to carry in their life is going to be they <laughs> their first year of college. And you get the education. And that debt is gonna be with them till they die. Mm-hmm. If they if they don't get a job, um, that's why. Like when I was at DJJ, you know, you, you probably don't even know this, but I signed up and I got my social. I'm like, sure, let me go. I might have well a few classes. Let me get my own bachelor's degree. Right. Found up the South University and everything, and they actually pushed for me to get a student loan. I said, no. I said, what it, what it cost out of pocket for me to go to school? And they gave me the run around. I finally, I, I withdraw. I'm like, okay, I'm already probation officer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it, it ain't like I was going to make 20, 30, 40,000. I wasn't going to make the money that I would have to pay for that education. That, you know, oh, yeah. I, I wasn't going to get that increase back within a year. So it didn't make sense, you know. And like I say, you know, Hats off to people that go out and get their education and everything. I'm not saying that education ain't important, but if it wasn't going to make a difference in what I was doing at the time, yeah, I didn't need it. I didn't need yeah. it. I, you know, I'm working with, I'm working with people every day that, yeah, they make more money than me, but they got more debt than I had. And so when you look, when you look at that, that ain't, that ain't good. Like, if I had to go, I would take out a personal loan. <laughs> mm-hmm. And people do this. Like, people people do this. They'll take out a personal loan and pay the college education of their child if they don't have the money. And then they just uh, file bankruptcy. 
and then get a clean slate. But you can't get rid of that student. I mean, people don't even think logically. Like you might, you might say, "Hey, that's stupid to go out there and get a loan and get out." But think about it. You'll never get rid of. Say you take fifty thousand dollars for college. Mm-hmm. That fifty thousand dollars gonna be with you till you pay it. Yeah, you got that right. Cause I'm, I'm still paying mine. It gonna be with you till you pay it. So. You know, personal. <laughs> it's sad to say, but personal people do it. Personal hey, it's not a bad idea, cause I mean, <laughs> I mean, people bounce back from having bankruptcy, but guess what? They ain't got that student loan still hanging over their head. That student loan gonna forever be there, and every time you get ready to get something, it gonna forever be there. You're right. But three years, seven years, your clip. You got to think about it. I, and and. Yeah, and that's it. Clay is like you back. Yeah. Yeah. Clay you clay. back on your feet. But of course that, that, ain't, that ain't what I that ain't what I'll be teaching. Right. <laughs> that ain't what be taught him, honey trail. You I'll be right guys. Yeah. I mean, but that's I mean, I ain't never think about it like that, but yeah, but yeah, now nah, you don't want to do that, but hey, it's an idea. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's idea, but that that won't be that won't be on the curriculum because by the time, like a lot of people don't know, you know, um, if you add your child, like Armand, I can add him to my credit card now as an authorized user. Don't have to give him a card, but build his credit. Build his credit. It builds his credit, and so when he get ready to you know, get out and do whatever. He he don't have to worry about building credit. He already got it. He already yeah. got it. Like, it's just, it's so much information out there, you know, and like I say, I'm still learning. Like, with my LLC, you know, I just I just found out that if I get a vehicle over 6,000 pounds, that I can write the total amount off in the first year. And that's probably why you see any people riding around here in these freaking G wagon and be like, hold on, the math. <laughs> but they say the math ain't math. <laughs> right? Okay. <laughs> Look, I, I need to definitely get into this LLC thing because I, I know I've been, um, that was like, you know, have, you know, you have your, you know, your own line of credit with the LLC and it's different than you applying for it because it's actually your business applying for it. And it's true and false. When you apply for it, when you go to apply for credit and everything, credit cards and stuff like that, they still use your personal. Um, they still use it's still linked to your personal uh, credit. Okay. But it builds your business credit as you go along. So, like you know, you the best thing best thing to do apply for the LLC, open up the bank account. Uh, Get your credit card. Um, trying to think what else off the top of my head, but yeah, those are the those are the three things. Those are the three things, okay. and um, but yeah, they you know it's 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 so much better than a sole proprietorship, like, and you can do so much more with it, so much more. Look at you on here spilling tea about the LLC. I'm telling you, people cannot come on Ingenuity and not spill a little tea. So you have definitely dropped some tea and knowledge on us tonight. 
um, we're discussing about the LLCs, the trademarking and business, and also, you know, a little bit about the current uh, cryptocurrency. I know you've been into that for some years. I remember you was talking to me about that years ago. Yeah, I let somebody talk. I'm a big I shouldn't have, you know, you don't listen to nobody, but it's all good. <laughs> you live and you learn. <laughs> you live and you, you live learn. And you learn. You do. You do. You know, but I appreciate you um, coming on here tonight on the podcast and joining me. Um, it has definitely been um, informational. So um, I enjoyed it. I think my son dropped out somewhere. He was on here, but. He done dropped off. I don't know what happened to him. He probably had to go do something. But um, I enjoyed having Izzy T from the Red Cup podcast. And you can um, check them out wherever you listen to your podcast, whether it be Apple or Spotify, Google Play. But they're um, on Red Cup TV. And I will always tell people that um, their podcast is um, can get explicit. So if you're one of them people that you know, don't want to listen to a whole lot of other stuff and collecting your pearls. You might not want to check them out. It ain't for church church goals. (laughs) No, it definitely ain't for church goals. (laughs) (laughs) No, No, because you'll be trying to sprinkle holy oil and water and everything on my children. (laughs) But you don't want to be smoking. (laughs) Exactly right. But yeah, it ain't ain't for them. but, But it is an interesting podcast and I always I, I do listen to them uh, from time to time because they share their link with me and um, I always give them a little feedback. I had to listen because sometimes they be telling telling my business, talking about how, how uh, I was as a parent to them. I'm like, I had to listen. Mm-hmm. What y'all talking about this week about me? But now it's all good. <laughs> it's all good. But yeah, check them out. But um, anytime, you know, you want to join us on Ingenuity Montreal, you're always welcome as a guest. I definitely appreciate it. Definitely appreciate it. And, and now, uh, before we leave, let let our listeners know how they can get at you, get your merch, everything. Okay, I'm on uh, Instagram on Money Trail underscore Apparel, uh, Facebook, of course, um, Money Trail Jones, and you can look at go to my website at moneytrail two 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 dot com. And a lot of people don't know. You might see two, two, two. And matter of fact, I'm working on a brand right now. Uh, you might have seen me with my two, two, two hat on. That's the date that my grandmother died. Okay. Everybody okay. Know, know my grandma was, you know, real, real special to me. She raised me. Um, so this this year, well, in a couple of about ten days, uh, it'll be fifteen years that she passed. So. A lot of the stuff you see, see two 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 attached to it, like that's that's what it is. Like you okay. know that that number is pretty much symbolic to me. That changed my whole life, and that's I felt like when my grandmama died, I felt like you know that uh, was even though I had moved out and I was two months away from getting married, uh, you know that was the final push out of the nest. To be like, hey, you don't, you totally on your own. So, yeah. you know, that's I, I always say that's the day that I really became a man. All that right, man. Okay. Oh, yeah, you, you might see a lot of a lot of my stuff with that two twenty two attached, and that's that's what that means. 
T alert. T alert. Now you know what the 222 stand for. Yeah, and you know, I want to I want to give a shout out to my family to support me directly, indirectly. Um give a shout out to the people that you know I look, you know, look toward, look for information. Like when I was trying to start out. Um, Michael Ogletree. I don't know if you know Michael Ogletree, but he's from Barnesville. But Michael Ogletree and his son, they got a they got a brand called Cash. I was about to say yes, Cash. Yeah. Okay, I was sitting there thinking that in my head. Yeah, keeping a steady hustle and like that. Like I saw what they was doing with their brand, and I'm like, you know, that that pushed me even more. And you know, my cousin, I got a couple of family members that you know they that. My cousin Darson, my cousin Carl, uh, they helped me out a lot when I was trying to figure out my design and everything. And like I, I, I ask questions. Like if I don't know the answer, I'm gonna find somebody that I think know the answer. Exactly. So, but yeah, I, you know, I had a lot of help along the way. I ain't do it by myself. I can't. I can't. Well, look yeah. at you. It's good that you, uh, hey, acknowledging. The people behind you that help push you up. And I got my wife. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't forget her. Yep. Do not forget her. Hey, I can't even say last but not least. My wife, I definitely, you know, I definitely appreciate, you know, the sacrifice she done made, you know, me building this business. And like I say, you know, it's, it's been a journey. It's That's been a wonderful. journey. And got a long way to go. Yeah, you got a long way to go. Hey, you got a legacy that you're building, and you got two young men right behind you. Got to. They got to. They got to. I got to. Hey, I call them the brain and the money. <laughs> okay. Money is the brain, and Casual is the money. He going <laughs> to negotiate with you all day. <laughs> and Armand going to come up with the ideas. And, okay. And they actually, you know, they sit down and. <laughs> They, they had little memes and you hear them talking about stuff and it's like wow you know, these kids are pretty smart <laughs> right exactly I, I used to do that with my boys they were like um, Ishmael and Tyra about like four years apart from each other and it's interesting the conversations that you hear between your children oh yeah no doubt oh and I can't leave my mama love you mama can't leave my mama out <laughs> don't leave out mama cause I don't want her to whoop your butt don't leave her out can't leave my mama. Love you, mama. <laughs> <laughs> Don't leave her at. Well, this has been another great podcast on ingenuity. Catch us next week. Um, my new podcast I always drop late Thursday night or early on Friday. So you can check out my podcast on Spotify and on Anchor and Google Play. Um, I don't think I'm on Apple Play yet, but um, but I definitely know that Google Play, Spotify and anchor so um and i also post my podcast on my instagram page and also on my facebook page so look out for ingenuity coming up um next uh no tomorrow friday yeah so my new podcast this one for tonight will be on tomorrow and again thank you montreal jones it has been a pleasure and i hope you have a good night thank you for the opportunity no problem at all sir because it's been informational for me as well Good night. Good night.